Today, I want you guys to join me on a little trail back through fifth or sixth grade fun time when we first learned about the scientific method. Many of you guys that know me and the family that's closest to me probably get super annoyed because I'm constantly trying to apply the scientific method to everything that we do so that I can make better decisions, so I can use the seventh step of the scientific method. Iterate, use the results to make a new hypothesis or predictions so we can continue to get better. My hypothesis that we are going to test with today's scientific theory is does daylight savings make people run late? Because man, it sure seems so. So yes, today we're gonna to talk about the scientific method and how to use this for your life, but also just kind of how to use it for fun. Like how to use science for fun. It's gonna be my real life evaluation on what's happening. So. If you haven't had the scientific method for a while, let me just give you a little refresher. And I'm not gonna get super detailed, you're not gonna have to remember this for a test, but basically it goes like this. Observe the world. And as you observe the world, start to question what you see. As you do this for a little while, now start to create a hypothesis. Man, this is what seems like it's going on. Could this be what's actually happening? Now you start to test your hypothesis and then you retest it and you iterate this. You create a new idea and continue to test this and refine this until you come up with a working theory of what's actually happening. And this all starts with observation. This is life. This is what allows for our evolution as a human and for you. And although everything on our planet is developed based on these principles, whether you know it or not, you can also use this just to kind of, you know, put things in the right order in your head. So I'm going to make it kind of fun because that's what this website is all about. This was my observation that led to the question. In October, as daylight savings time was repealed and we went back to regular time and sun light went away much earlier in South Texas, it was about 5.30, 5.45, I noticed that everybody appeared to be running late. Now this wasn't just for the first couple days, this has still been going on months later. People are late when we are back on regular time. They're late to my office as a chiropractor. They're late to basketball games and soccer games that I coach. I find myself running much farther behind. And I, I question this. Like, could it be because the sun goes down earlier that we all start to run later? Because it was very noticeable. So in a extreme waste of my clinic's you know, time and money, you know, I pay these guys and I should be making them do real work, but I started to kind of take my staff and say, hey, go over today. Out of the 20 clients that I saw, how many of them were running late? Well, the answer came back that 18 were running late. 18 out of 20, it's a pretty high percentage. So then I said, go back over my last week. And again, 85 to 90% of my clients were running late or were no-shows. So then I started to question this. Is it because of this? I created a hypothesis. And then we started to test it. And it's easy enough to test. I called other offices I know. I called some of my friends that were dentists. They all know I'm a little weird anyway. And I said, hey, you guys notice people are running late? Yeah, quite a bit late. Count how many there are just for the last few days. I'm interested. Then they called me back with a result. That's how this came to be. Now, how does this work in real life? In real life, because I now have observed and I have a hypothesis, 
that people are running late because we are no longer have a decent time of sunlight at night for whatever reason. That's for the rest of you guys in the science world to figure out. Anyway, it's made my life better because now instead of stressing about everyone being 10 minutes behind and how my last patient's gonna be more behind and if you ask my staff how I was at the end of 2022 they will tell you I was losing my mind about this stuff I really wasn't in a good frame of mind anyway but just having the realization that 90% of the people that I know and I'm just gonna put that on the rest of planet earth 90% of planet earth is now running late well it took the stress away it doesn't bother me as much anymore if they come in 10 minutes late to my office, well, they might have to wait a little bit. Someone else might be there first. I don't have to put the pressure that every single thing in my life has to run on clockwork anymore. And it's taken the stress away. Does it have any real world application? I mean, not really. But again, because of this explanation and the way of using the scientific method to see my life, I have tried all kinds of things in the last five or six years. I never was a guy that would use meditation before. I now use headspace almost all the time. It changed the way I operate as a doctor. It got me into stuff like writing blog articles, which then has become a great book. It got me into podcasting. I've learned more in the last two years of my life than I probably had in the last 20 years before it because I started questioning things and then wanting to look for a result. The part of today's podcast is not about really anything to do with a scientific theory, but it's more applying to how to live your life. It's about observation. It's about creating these internal dialogues and these questions and the hypotheses. It's about us as a person, as individual people, but yet as the planet getting better and finding order in your life because order even if it's based on nonsensical things like, does the time of daylight savings make people more late? Order creates decreased stress, less pressure, and less tension. And we all need that. The reality is, you guys, we live in a time in history that it is the safest, most productive, easiest. And we have things like sports, and entertainment, and music, and leisure taking up a huge chunk of our life. Things like YouTube videos and Instagram and TikTok make up a chunk of our life. And that should be something that is a benefit to us, as an asset. It's more than at any other time in history. Because if you even look back a couple hundred years ago, and especially if you go back a thousand years ago, the people of those days, they were worried about disease and famine, the plague, rats crawling into their city. They were worried about hordes of invaders and armies coming in to take over and pillage their cities. We live in a safe time, a good time. The book Factfulness is one of my favorite books I've ever read in my life. And I think when that author died, we missed a huge benefit for our planet because I wish this would have continued on for a thousand books. I think it's worth your look. But the media and the world that we live in, when we watch our news and we watch our politicians and we look at our Facebook feeds, it tends to show us a different version. It tends to show us how separated we all are and how bad we all are. And we don't need more stress and neuroses in our life. We need to realize how good the world is and that only happens with perspective. And that only happens with observation and testing these limits. So again, you guys, I know this podcast today, this article that I'm putting out there is a little bit out there, 
but I want you to get what it's all about. Be a little bit more observant. Play these games in your head. Use the scientific theory to better your reality, even if it's just for fun. More like this coming this year on Be Awesome 365. Look forward to hearing from you. Take care.